Hi, I'm Neil. I'm Veronica. We fell in love when we were 16. And here we are talking about what life is all about for us. Thank you for joining us. This is a Life Is podcast with Neil and Veronica. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Life Is with Neil and Veronica, where we take moments to talk about our life and what they are as experiences to us. So Veronica and I want to revisit a conversation we had a while back. Um, We have a lot of great conversations on our daily walks that we take now. With the weather still cooperating, we try and get them in as much as possible. But we'll set the scene here. So Veronica was talking to me about a quote that she saw and a little bit of a story of a situation where somebody was talking about declining an invitation to take on something in their life. What it is, I guess, you know, it can, it doesn't truly matter. But where this went was the answer to the question and being, you know, unapologetic about it. And so what we want to talk about is life is a full plate. Okay. So with this story, and I'll let Veronica take over here in a second, was how the person didn't apologize and how the person really went about explaining what they had going on in their life. And it didn't really matter what that event was. They were just grateful and happy for what they had. So Veronica, maybe just go over the quote that we had talked about, you know, previously to this. Well, we really want to talk about like life is your own full plate. So even saying the term full plate, like, I don't know about you, but I feel like I instantly felt like heavy. I felt like overcommitted. I felt like I needed to take a breath, like full plate, eek, so much stuff. And that is what life feels like a lot of times. And at any given point, you know, I think sometimes we add too much to our own plates, but there's a lot of people that we can be surrounded by, that it can be like at work, it can be in your personal life that try to add a lot of things to your plate. And I think the message really that hit home for me is that your plate is your plate, right? So my plate is my plate. And I have that ability to decline something. And, you know, if you can picture a plate, okay, so when we say full plate, like, oh my goodness, what does it look like? Does it look like 20 different things on there, like overflowing, the plate's so full, you don't even know where you're going to put your spoon because it's just so full. Or, you know, maybe picture this, maybe picture a plate with a couple of your favorite things or your favorite meal or whatever it is, or like picture like you're at like some five-star Michelin restaurant and you receive a plate of food. There's a lot of space usually on that plate. Right. So think about like creating space on your plate. And if you could, what would that look like? So I loved that quote because, you know, it was, I think it was some saying something, and you might have seen this quote floating around, but it was saying something like, you know, I'm going to have to decline. My plate is as full as I'd like it to be, or I'm happy with how, you know, how full my plate is or what it's filled with. Anyways, <laughs> as much as I love quotes, I'm not fantastic about re-quoting them like word for word for how impactful it is. 
But that was the thing that I loved and I wanted to bring it up to Neil. And it's about like, why is there this thing about needing to have an overfilled plate at any given time? Like, why do we have to take on so much? Or why does sometimes our response have to, you know, be that like followed up with like, no, I can't right now. I'm so busy. I'm so swamped. When did that happen? Why is that a measure perhaps of like, I don't know, do we have to be some sort of superhero and take on so many things that we don't have that white space on the plate, that we don't have that ability to take a breath, that we are doing 20 things at once. And, you know, as you've heard us say before, and something that I practice all the time now, and I always hear Neil's voice is one before two. And so I'm like reframing or like realigning what is on my own plate. Um, And, you know, I definitely want to pass it over to you, Neil, in terms of like all of these different things. But the visual that I had that, you know, I almost want to get into is like thinking of going to, let's say this like buffet of life. So I guess maybe like before we like move on to that visual, that is really like that quote that hit me that, you know, so often we say like, oh, we're so busy. Like there's so many things happening. Like I'm overbooked. We're triple booked. We're quadruple booked. How is that even humanly possible? Like, I don't know. I, maybe sometimes I wish that I had a superpower that I could be in four places at once, but that's definitely not a possibility. So now what does my plate look like? Yeah. And I think a couple things that come to mind when you brought that quote up. And the first thing that I would say I would take from that quote is the fact that it didn't lead with an apology, right? And you didn't say sorry for what you had chosen to be in your life. You didn't say sorry for not wanting to take on too much. You didn't say sorry for what you thought maybe let somebody else down, which you don't even know if you're letting them down or not. So the first thing that I take away is like, and we've had this conversation before, is we need to not apologize as much. We need to stop saying sorry for things. And we catch each other like in this all the time. And we say to each other, why are you apologizing? Right? It's just a reflex that we've developed for whatever reason. I can't pinpoint it. So that number one, I love that part of the quote or the story. Um, number two that I take away from this is really using the plate analogy and a full plate, whatever a full plate is to you or to me. But a plate has a boundary. You don't eat off the sides of the table that your plate's on, right? And as funny as that sounds, like the visual is there. Like, can you imagine somebody has so much going on that they're eating off of the table on their plate? And for those of you who are listening to this on the podcast, Veronica is having a laughing fit right now uh, off camera. But it's a boundary. You feel you the owner of the plate, fill the plate, right? Um, and you have that boundary of what you fill it with. And, you know, we'll, we'll get into, again, like you said, 
the analogy of a buffet, right? And 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 having maybe somebody else dump a serving of whatever it is on your plate for you, and and you're like, well, I didn't want that much. Well, you take ownership of that plate and you fill it with what you want and how much you want and with whatever you want on it. And and so there's a lot that you can take from this. And and the other thing is just again going back to choosing your words carefully, right? And thinking about when you are asked to take on something or somebody offers you the ability to do something with them for them, whatever it is that you know you have to think about your most valued resource, which is time. And should I or shouldn't I give that out, right? Okay, when you react to that and you and you have those feelings, right? Again, those thoughts and those feelings. Saying like, you know, my plate is as full as I want it to be right now. I'm happy where I am. That elicits a lot of gratefulness and a lot of, you know, happy emotions and feelings. Reacting to the same exact question, but saying, Oh, I'm so busy, I'm overloaded, whatever. You can say in the opposite sense of the of the words, elicits a lot of negative and stressful emotions. So those are the, I guess, three things that I initially took away from this one quote or scenario and really thought that it's just a, another thing that we should bring up based off of all the things that we talk about when we want to take on certain things we want to be grateful for what we have and we really just want to be okay with the boundaries that we've set for our lives our families our situation because again it's your situation it's your life you own it you set that boundary so i know that there was a a moment or two of thoughts that veronica had in that so i don't want her to lose those so um what did i make you think of when i talked about that Well, here's the thing. No is not a bad word. We've somehow associated somewhere along the way, right? That saying no is a bad thing or something that we have to apologize for, or, you know, we have to say yes to everything because if we say no, it means we're incapable or, you know, we're letting someone down, like you mentioned. But we need to normalize saying no and not saying yes to everything. Because something that we've said so many times is when you say yes to something, you are saying no to something else. Or when you say no, similarly, right? And like, I don't know, to the opposite of that, in a sense, like when you say no to something, you're saying yes to something else or making space for something else or, you know, being true to you in a sense, like how many times have you said yes when you want to say no? Or did you not say no when you really wanted to? So it was interesting because I think that you said like it it wasn't like there wasn't an apology attached to it. But for some reason, when we say no to something, we feel like we have to pair that or attach it with an apology, but you don't. Here's something else. No is a complete sentence. Like that's something that I had to really let think in 
no is a complete sentence. I can just say no. I don't have to explain. I don't have to add something to it. I can just say no. And maybe that's really strange, right? Like maybe for the person receiving that, you know, if someone's like, hey, do you want to do this? Or can you, I don't know, do this assignment or whatever, you know? And, And I mean, like within reason, right? I feel like that's like kind of the disclaimer, the caveat of like all of our conversations is like, it's, you know, we're not overgeneralizing to every single situation and scenario here. But so often we say no because, and again, like, oh, I'm so, I'm so overloaded. I'm so busy. I have 20 million things to, to do or whatever it is. I think about when you talked about why it is or when it started in regards to having an overloaded plate, like what would have started that? And I really think, you know, back to when we were younger and there wasn't the social media that there is today to overload us with information and events and you know people's lives and people's uh, ongoings right and not that it's a bad thing obviously there's good and bad with a lot of things in regards to advancement in technology and connection and all that stuff right obviously you know you talk about the good things obviously there's things that you know we have to learn to evolve when it comes to social media and technology but i really think that the culture of like look at all the stuff that i'm doing and look at all the success that i have and and you you feel like you're not doing that whatever comparison culture was created from that causes us to feel like well we need to take on more to keep up or we need to take on more to be like this or i don't haven't I I haven't taken on enough or I'm not whatever it is the negative side of of the social media comparison really has created the feeling that we need to be overloaded to feel successful or to feel like we're doing enough when really in reality is when your plate is full with what makes you happy and fulfilled no it doesn't matter what my plate what a full plate for me looks like compared to you. A full plate is a full plate. And we'll always go back to the part is like, whatever's full for you is full for you. And, and, and that can be in regards to anything, right? Like whatever it is for you, that's yours to decide and yours alone. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaways from you know, breaking down this story is right. Like everybody's plate. You did you grab a small plate or did you grab a big plate? Right. Like like what is it that you grab for the day, for the week, for the season, whatever? Right. Because again, that could change. So, mm-hmm. you know, we could go on and on and on about food because we love food and food's part of our life. And and there's many stories about food. Right. One of which we we can maybe talk about is is obviously the buffets, and maybe I will talk about this because, again, what I could take on as a full plate when I was sixteen, 
as your mom would so lovingly talk about, <laughs> I could take on five full plates in one sitting at a buffet for the price she of loved. whatever the restaurant is. She loved it. it. She, she, she knew that it. I was getting extra. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting extra value for the dollar, 100%. <laughs> but as the seasons and years have grown on, I am not able to take on that many plates in a sitting anymore. That's just the reality of, of, of life for me, right? And sometimes I do have to remind her of that in an actual sense of when we're eating is like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm full. I, like, I can't eat anymore. I'm not 16. Um, but that's, that, that's the lovely part of our relationship that she's seen me since then. But again, what is a full plate for me today is not a full plate for me in five years from now right? Mm -hmm. Like I may have gained some resources that I can take on some more, or I may realize that I don't want as much, whatever it is again. Right. And so, yeah, we have a lot of great food stories in the actual sense. So I think this is also a really lovely mm -hmm. analogy that we can um, look back on. But not only is everyone's baseline different, but that can also change and your preferences can change. It could be by the time of day, it could be, you know, daily, weekly, monthly, or like you mentioned, five years, 10 years, previous or future or whatever that is, but it can totally change. And honestly, that like, if you go to a buffet, nobody's plate is going to look the same, but I couldn't stop laughing when you said like, like, can you picture like serving yourself and then scooping like scoops of mashed potatoes to the side of your plate and then just like eating off of the side of your plate like that's what we do sometimes to ourselves we overload yeah, our plates right. and it falls off that's right but like in real in real life if we're talking about food like you would fill your plate to a reasonable amount for you to what you you know determine um for whatever reason and then you would finish that hopefully first and then go for seconds like I don't know. I just, just when you said that, I just could stop laughing because it's true, but we, it, you're right. We do that in real life. Like we would fill up a dining room table, the length of beauty and the beast, like for, you know, all the things that you think that you could take on with spinning plates on top of your head at the same time. Like it's outrageous. And so that's the thing, like it can change and you can give yourself permission that it can change. And you know what? You might say no to something. And then realize whatever time lapse afterwards that maybe you do have time or you do want to take something on. And I think maybe sometimes part of that is like the whole FOMO, fear of missing out. Um, but if we're going on the food analogy, okay, and we're talking about this, like, I don't know, sometimes too much of something, like you get satiated and you get tired of it. And sometimes you need variety and like other things too. But, you know, if you have too many things, like sometimes certain things don't taste as good anymore either. And it's just, it's too much. So, you know, someone had said like Jomo or something like that, which is like the joy of missing out, which I'm trying to embrace a little bit more too. But it's just that like we're human at the end of the day we are human. We can only take on so much. And we don't have to feel 
bad or guilty for saying no. And you can just stop there. Yeah. So one thing that I've been thinking about in this conversation that I want to revisit and touch on is who you're surrounding yourself with and what are they encouraging you to fill your plate with? And I thought about this because we talked about, you know, us being together since we're 16. And it made me think about the food that I used to eat growing up and what was my repertoire of food until I met Veronica, who introduced me to a lovely array. And I would like to thank her and her, obviously her mom for her lovely cooking. But they Seriously. introduced me to a lovely array of different cultures and cuisines and food and like, you know, maybe some different healthier options that were better for me than the certain foods that I used to just rely on. And so when you think about it, we've, we've touched on this a number of times, right? You are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you think about that in the full plate analogy, right? If I'm with somebody who fills their plate with low quality food or, you know, things that aren't as, you know, beneficial to you, to your body, right? Well, am I going to want to eat something that's, you know, of higher quality for me or, or like, for the most part, people are just going to want to fit in and eat what's around them. So, you know, when you change who you're eating with or who is filling or what they're filling their plate with, right? you're going to naturally want to hopefully be encouraged to try something different to, you know, change the quality of what is on your plate, right? It's the same sort of analogy that we talked about. When you're surrounded by certain people, it makes you elevate yourself to that person, right? And you can talk about it in the food sense. And, and I was thinking about this, like I said, because of all the lovely things that Veronica and her family introduced me to food-wise in the literal sense of what was on my plate. And that made me think of though, even like, okay, I know we were talking a lot about buffets. For those of you that are listening, you might be like, <laughs> I'm so hungry right now. Or maybe you're like, I am not because all you've been talking about is like weird food combinations and buffets. But if you're with like a group of people, let's say, and let's say, you know, when you were 16 and you went up five times, how many times would I be like, okay, like I'm full, but like, yeah, I'll go up with you. Right. And I'll get another plate. And then I would eat something and be like, I really didn't want to go up another time. And now I feel sick because I've eaten far too much. So it's kind of that. And, and it made me think of too, like, yeah, like if you're surrounding yourself with people who are overloading their plate, I would assume, and I've been there, is that I feel like also, you know, I my plate should look like plates around me. So it's a lot harder to say no. Like it takes a lot of strength and self confidence and willpower to say no or to not order what somebody else is ordering or to not make yourself feel bad because you're doing something different. It is a big strain on you mentally. And you're also not encouraged by them because for the most part, generally, 
those people may be questioning you and you don't want to answer those questions about what's on your plate. You just want to be accepted for your choices. So it is easier to change the people around you to accept your choices than it is to change what's on your plate in the long run, right? It may feel easier in the moment to be like, okay, well, I'll just, I'll just order the same thing. But again, like to your story, did you want that in the moment? Probably not, because afterwards, it's a lot of it's a lot worse feeling than the easier way, which was just to try and fit in again, versus to be authentic to yourself and what you truly wanted. And you know, it's just it, from one simple story or quote you can start to really decipher a lot of beneficial things that you can do for yourself or your situation. And it's just, you know, again, not apologizing, setting the boundaries and changing the words for how you feel about your current situation. And just knowing that, again, your plate is your plate. And you choose what fills it up. You're not served what's on there, right? I know we go to a lot of restaurants and they decide what's on your plate for <laughs> you. And um, But in your life, you choose what goes on there. Quality-wise, quantity-wise, and all that goes along with it. Yeah. And when it changes or when it doesn't. And is your plate a saucer? Is it a serving platter? You know, sometimes you might have more capacity during certain moments of your life. And there's a bit of a challenge though. You know, it, you know, it was interesting. We had this exercise with our daughter. It was, it was something completely unrelated, but for the people that are visual, draw out a plate and write down the things that you want to fill it with and make your little like pie chart if you want to of your plate and what you want to fill it with. And maybe, you know, we talk about the three like the three things that you want to tackle in a day and making it like very specific, right? Achievable too. Not, again, I use this example all the time, but like cleaning the basement is not a task because in fact, I feel like that would be like a hundred, which by the way, we did that the other day and it felt so good. <laughs> and we broke it down though. So we did like probably three things in the basement. It was great. But like, I don't know, maybe instead of your list of three, you want to draw a plate with three things that day that you want to take on. So if you're a visual person, go ahead, draw your plate and know, just like Neil said too, like you can change it. The size can change, the things can change, and it's up to you for what you want to fill it with. And there's no apology needed. Not at all. So if this episode has made you hungry, please Go get something to eat. Fill your plate with whatever it is you want. Um, and if it hopefully elicited some funny stories for you, I'm so glad because I know that I could make Veronica laugh a couple times in this episode. But we really love sharing these stories with you. We really enjoy um, these you know, moments that we can maybe elicit a thought uh, or a feeling or maybe an aha moment. And we truly appreciate the space that you allow us to deliver this. So thank you for always, you know, joining us and listening and your feedback. And just know that life is more beautiful with all of you. And we truly look forward to speaking with you again next time. 